Welcome to episode 14 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's show, I spoke with Victory FC Bantamweight champion, Rafian Superstats. We talked about him being a two-time Division II national champion in wrestling, signing with Sucker Punch Entertainment, how Jens Pulver plays a big part in his life, and his ultimate pursuit of being in the UFC. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Joining me today is Victory FC Bantamweight champion, Rafion Superstats. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Hey, what's up, man? Finally, uh, or glad to finally be here. Now, I like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter. So we'll kick this off with some random questions and work our way back to MMA. All right. Now, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie would actually have to be, uh, ah, man, I want to say uh, Money Talks are all about the Benjamins. <laughs> <laughs> both of them or no one of them got chris tucker in it, and the other one's uh with uh, mike epps and ice cube man it's, they're hilarious oh yeah uh what's the last movie you watched the last movie i watched was in theaters was the avengers um actually i think we seen moana <laughs> though uh like at an outdoor theater theater though uh like an outdoor thing with the kid we did that so that's the last one. How old is your kid? Uh, it is eight weeks last Saturday. So it'll be nine weeks this Saturday. Or no, I'm sorry. It'll be eight weeks this Saturday. I remember those early phases, man. Yeah, man. Today, today actually was his first shot, man. Broke my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's your favorite musical artist? Um, I would, I would go with, um, J. Cole. Actually, no, I'm gonna go with Chance the Rapper. I listen to him more, more often than that. Uh, what's the last book you read? The last book I read was, uh, was, uh, maybe, a uh, uh, what was it? Like 10, 10 steps to financial security. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I read it a while ago though. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat, uh, gotta be Mexican food, any type of Mexican food. Oh yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, what are you currently addicted to? Oh, I would say uh, candy, for sure. Hands down. <laughs> Sweets. <laughs> Sweets, hands down. What's the worst injury you ever suffered? Um, I dislocated my elbow once in um, college, and that was pretty traumatic. It was, I mean, I got over it, but it was, it was crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear. Huh. Uh, um, not, I guess not providing for my family. Uh, favorite sport aside from mixed martial arts? Uh, I like to, uh, uh, wrestling. I like to watch wrestling. It's getting, it's getting a lot more hype now and a lot more, you know, exciting. Uh, if you weren't a mixed martial artist, what would you be? If I wasn't a mixed martial artist, oh man, I don't even know. I'd probably be uh I I'd probably wrestle internationally. Um but I feel like that's kind of led me to mixed martial arts too. So uh yeah, I don't know. I'd probably be a full time mover. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first MMA fight you ever saw? 
the first MMA fight I ever saw was actually my um my friend's uh TJ Hepburn. Uh we I watched him fight uh at RFA when I was um still in college. How'd you get into MMA? I actually got into it by um one of my other friends uh, who wrestled with me, Josh Smith. Um he wrestled at Kearney uh, Univers- or University of Kearney at, or Nebraska at Kearney. Um he was doing MMA and then Jens Pover had moved to the gym or moved to uh, Carney to start a gym. And uh, him and Jens Pover asked me to do um, wrestling, like help coach wrestling there at the gym. And uh, Jens eventually got me into boxing. Jens eventually got me into uh, doing some BJJ. And then he eventually got me to do the fight. Sounds like Jens Pover was the man. Yeah, he is the man to this day, man. He's my, one of my uh, the biggest influences, people, person I call to when I have any, you know, advice or if I, or if he has advice for me, you know, it's a person I kind of take word um, as truth. So, yeah, he's an awesome dude. Now, was the transition hard from wrestling to MMA? Um, you know, uh, for me, it wasn't. It was pretty fluid. Um, uh, the type of wrestler I was, you know, I felt like um, it uh, kind of helped helped out because I was kind of an outside guy. So my shots pretty much, um, they transfer over really well. I, I wasn't like an inside tie guy. I didn't have to get inside to take somebody down. So um, like the striking and the, uh, as that came, my I felt like my transition went pretty well. Now you got into wrestling pretty late in high school. What made you take up wrestling? Were you playing other sports? Yeah, I actually started wrestling because um, they were giving away quiz points in my the coach that started me out, he was giving away free quiz points. And uh, <laughs> I went and I got the free quiz points or, yeah, quiz points. And then and I eventually started started wrestling. I mean, I liked it, you know. I was – and then also um, that really what really got me – really got me going in it is when I uh, – well, my mom had passed. And um, I really just wanted to, to be in there and pretty much just pick up people and slam them and hurt them, you know. So uh, I feel like that kind of helped helped me um, work through the pro- or the grieving process and um, and do something productive. So Now, being a two-time Division II national champion, did you ever think about pursuing the Olympics in your wrestling days? Yeah, I actually was going to go to the um, Olympic Training Center uh, before. Like, I was just training pretty much, or I was, I was coaching at the university I was, um, I, I had, I wrestled at. Um, kind of as like a, a grad assistant. I was working on graduating though. And so I was going to graduate, then go out to the Olympic Training Center. But then I kind of followed this path of the MMA and it seemed fun and seemed um, new. And, and um, yeah, and so I, I, went that way, I went that route with it. What was your experience like coaching for the Aspirin Wrestling Academy? Oh man, it's great. I'm, I still do it, you know. Um, it's great, you know, to see the young kids, such uh, talented young kids uh, coming up and, um, you know, genuinely uh, hungry and um, eager to learn. You know, it's awesome. It's I feel like it's it's really um, opened my eyes as 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 far as wrestling goes. Um, I met some awesome technicians as uh, Ben Askren and also John Messenbrick, some of the best technicians in the game. And and I feel like it's 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 um, opened my eyes into uh, or uh, how like I learn how how I teach. It's it's been awesome. How would you describe your collegiate wrestling career? Um, I think my collegiate wrestling career was uh, pretty successful. Uh, I had a you know a good time doing it. I didn't really cut weight, um, so I didn't really um, I didn't have to go as low as I, I 
I feel like that helped me out. Actually, I feel like um, I felt more. Uh, I just had more energy. I was stronger. Um, yeah, I, I felt like it was it was fun. I had fun doing it and um, had fun wrestling and competing. It was it was an awesome time. What was it like training and being around UFC legend Pat Miletic? Oh, it was great, man. Um, that's yeah. When we moved out there, um, that was that was why I moved out there too, just because for the MFS gym. It was it was an eye opener because I was I was training in Kearney, um, a smaller gym, um, with uh, I guess you would call it like limited level of athletes. It was just a uh, an eye opening experience to 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 find some like full time fighters and um, and some um, people more skilled than I was, just to learn off of, sponge off of, and get better with. Pat Militage, he was just like that um, that guiding light, you know, uh, pointing us in the right direction and. Um, you know he's very knowledgeable. Uh, everything he teaches is is practical and and awesome. And it was a great time. I've spent like a year, year and a half out there, and it was it was awesome. Okay. Now, how did you end up at Rufus Sport? Actually, Pat Militage, um, he directed me that way because um, Gents was off doing um, Wimp to Warrior. He was filming Wimp to Warrior, so he didn't really have uh, time to um, train me as much as he wanted to. And then Pat was doing a lot of commentary, um, as he still has. He was doing doing commentary, so he didn't have as much time to train me too. So they they pointed me in the direction of uh, Milwaukee. They said if I was going to go anywhere, I should go down there. He has a great gym, and he uh, he knows his stuff. So uh, Pat Militage pretty much uh, pointed me that direction. Now, how long have you been training in Rufus Sport? I've uh, been there for like three years now. Now you recently earned your black belt in kickboxing. I did. Did you know you were about to receive it? I had no idea, no idea at all, man. It was a, uh, it was a shock to me, you know. I just, I'm a big uh, supporter in the notion that put your nose to the ground, you keep working, you could keep working, and good things will happen. So, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it at all. We were just finishing uh, sparring, you know, um, and yeah, I got I received my black belt, which is is an awesome, you know, um, accomplishment. Um, and and that's my goal, you know, in all disciplines to uh, reach that level and. And yeah, I mean, I'm still excited about it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment, especially being up there. You know, Rufus Sport. Yeah, one of the best uh, striking gyms in the you know the uh, world. So man, I'm I'm I feel super accomplished. It's it's awesome. Now, with so much talent at Rufus Sport, who's helped you out the most throughout your career? Um, well, my main uh, training partners, I I would feel uh, helped me out the most just with the daily day to day. You know, or my coach. It's it's hard to say too. My teammate, I got you know teammates Sergio Pettis, uh, Chico Camus, and uh, Oscar Oscar uh, Ode Osborne, um, Brian Batista. It's just it's so many uh, people. Um, but also my my coaches are, you know, I've been blessed with like throughout my whole career with like the like awesome coaches where I didn't I didn't have to spend a lot of time building bad habits that I needed to break. So, um, yeah, um, I started with Joe Nichols, and then I, um, I'm still kind of working with uh, Scott Cushman and um, Duke Rufus, and, and yeah, well, I'll, I'll say my coaches. And uh, da Daniel Wanderlei, he's added a whole, whole other aspect to my game uh, with the jiu-jitsu. So. What belt are you currently in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? I'm a purple belt, purple belt. Got a couple stripes, but I'm a purple belt, hoping to compete. And that's under Daniel Wanderley, right? Yeah, exactly. And I started, so I started without knowing any jujitsu at all. Well, I, I knew jujitsu, but I didn't do any gi, I should say. I didn't do any gi at all. And yeah, so I've, everything I learned, I've learned through uh, Daniel. And I'm, I'm pretty, or 
pretty um, satisfied with, with where I'm at now. I know, I mean, I'm not satisfied as, as like, I, I don't need to do more work. I'm, I'm definitely trying to reach that black belt, belt level. But as far as uh, being a purple belt, I feel like I'm um, well-versed and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm growing rapidly, so. Now, Anthony Pettis and Elias Garcia have fights this weekend. Yeah. Were you involved in training camp? Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. I'm, I'm there uh, 24-7, man. Um, we're right along with them working, you know, on the track. Um, they're, I mean, they're looking awesome. You know, I train with Eli and uh, uh, Anthony on a, on a weekly basis, you know, so or daily basis, so. Okay, cool. Now, at one point, you had a lot of contact with Dana White. How's your relationship with Dana White at the moment? Well, um, since the the fight, I kind of what's the name? I kind of kind of fell back because I felt like well, I didn't want to bother him or whatever, you know. And um, I'm kind of like, I know I'm in this phase where I, I just need to get get some fights and get um, not like get hype back up, but kind of remind people of who I am. So I'm in the process now of just like um finding fights finding people that agree to sign on the dotted line so i haven't really you know hit them up you know i don't want my hand out i want when i when i do make it i want it to be on my own merit you know so i'm sure you know that's the more you win i, I find that the more you win the more people like you so <laughs> that's what i'm kind of focused on now you were set to fight in lfa 41 in june but the fight fell through what was the reason for the cancellation well i was um I was, or my management team thought I was going to be able to fight on the contender series. They were doing negotiations or uh, working with people uh, to get me on that. Uh, that fell through. And for some reason, um, I don't know, because I was hoping to have that fight in the back pocket, but uh, something, I don't know, uh, the fight might have got closer than, than expected or, or something, and, and the other fight fell through, which I'm kind of disappointed about because then I ended up having, having no fight. I haven't fought in a while now but yeah i don't know what's what the deal was now are you currently under contract with a fight promotion or are you no i'm, just a, a, I'm free a free agent? agent right now um i was under contract with uh the vfc but um due to them um not having any um events um in the near future or that they know of um i asked for a release and they gave it to me how do you compare yourself to some of the bantamweight champions around the world i think i'm you know I, i'm getting to where i'm being well well-rounded and um, a threat everywhere. That's I think the good thing about me not uh, fighting for a while or not getting a uh, call up uh, as soon as I would have liked is I'm just getting better and and I'm just becoming more of a, a threat. I feel like as soon as I as soon as I do get to the UFC, I'm going straight to the like I'm I'm not going to uh, pussyfoot around. I'm going straight to the you know the top. I'm um, I'll be able to take any fights, pretty much top ten fights, top you know uh, whatever. I feel like I stack up well against a lot of those guys, and I'm a I'm a threat to uh, all, if not you know, or a lot, if not all of those guys. So uh, yeah, uh, I think I stack up pretty well. Now your only loss lasted 15 seconds. So which of your other fights would you say was the most difficult for you? Probably my my earlier my earlier fights were toughest just because I, I hadn't figured out a uh, technique aspect or my style yet. So I didn't really, I, I wasn't uh, versed enough to know uh, where I wanted to, to take my opponent and where I wanted to go. Whereas now I kind of, I kind of, I'm, I'm versed enough to, to know a game plan. Once I, once I have a game plan for an opponent, uh, I'm pretty good at executing it. So 
yeah, I want to say my my earlier fights just because I it was hard for me to uh, come up with a game plan because I didn't really hadn't figured out the style of fighter I wanted to be. What led to you choosing Sucker Punch as your management? Well, I just heard a lot of good things. And um, Jens Pover, like I said, um, he's, he's like a mentor, like a brother. Um, he's been telling me to, to sign with them for a while. Or he didn't tell me to sign with them. He was just like, um, like they're, he's a good guy. He known him, and he known him like from the beginning of my career. I had the choice to either uh, sign with Brian or the Sucker Punch people or, um, or Monty Cox. And um, I chose Monty Cox. Uh, I, he was I felt like he was the better option and also my friend has uh signed with him so um so and that's why I signed and that's why I signed with him instead of um Brian or Sucker Punch but um and and nothing against uh Monty Monty's an awesome guy he's an awesome manager um but uh I felt uh like as it was I felt that it was time for me to move on and um and I just heard a lot of good things a lot of people that I know Paul Felder um Eli Garcia, um, and a lot of people from my gym uh, has good relationships with him, and um, so I decided to jump on over, jump ship. Now, in the past, it was difficult for you to find fights. Do you think Sucker Punch will fill that void and consistently get you fights? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think they got a lot of connections. They got a lot of uh, things going with the Alliance MMA, so they got a lot of opportunities. So, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping so. Hoping it'll be a lot easier to find me fights. I know your ultimate goal is to fight for the UFC, but what are your thoughts on possibly going to Bellator or the PFL? Um, the PFL seems uh cool. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I just want to, you know, prove I'm the best, and I don't want to. I feel like the best are still at the UFC. I, there's a lot of uh good good opponents, good um good um competition out there. Uh, but I feel like the best is at the UFC. And then at the um, – so my wrestling career, I wrestled D- Division two, and I won I won Nationals twice. But it's it's always in the back of my head, like, what if I – I mean, I should have went D1. Granted, my grades were probably my biggest uh, downfall. But, um, you know, you always have that in the back of your head, like – or your back of your head, like, man, there's other guys that I, I wish I could have competed against, you know. And I don't want to have those doubts when, I'm, when it's all said and done. You know, I want to do this full-fledged. and um, I just want to do it to the best of my ability, and I don't want to have doubts at the end. Okay. Now, do you currently have a fight in the works? Nope. We're we're working we're working on it. Um, we thought we had one in LFA, um, but the the opponent said no. So um, yeah, we just I'm just looking, waiting, looking. Okay. Now, have you uh, mentioned to your new management team that about getting you on the contender series uh-huh. again? Yeah, we um. After, after the other one fell through? Yeah, well, um, they're constantly in talks, so they're hoping they're hoping um, something opens up. But I'm at the point now where I just got to play the waiting game and wait on people to, uh, which which is annoying for me, but wait on people to um, to uh, either accept a fight or, or somebody to give me an opportunity. How often are people turning down fights? Um, I think I've had three fights since I've um, – since I've been, or since the LFA fight that I know of, that um, that I, we couldn't come to an agreement. So. Oh man, yeah, that has to be frustrating. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like I'm wasting time. <laughs> it's annoying. It's definitely annoying, especially for like training. Like I've been training pretty much for seven months. You know, granted, I'm training to overall be better. I'm not training uh, to to win a fight. I'm training, you know, to win a UFC championship one day. So. Um, I got to think of it like that, but it's still, 
it's kind of it's kind of hard <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of the companies that are overseas like uh one championship yeah um well my manager well i talked to um um sucker punch about it and they say i'm i'm at the point where you know um i gotta i gotta i'm like i'm i'm right on the cusp i'm on the radar um pretty much i gotta wait for um an opening or a um like a you you hate to say this, but like somebody get injured for there to be an opportunity, somebody miss weight or or something, you know, um, for me to get my opportunity because they have like I'm on the radar. They just uh, need to make room, pretty much, you know. I need people to get cut, or that's that's where they say I'm at right now. So, and I would hate I would hate to uh, stifle it by you know taking a fight and get locked into something. I don't know. Yeah, if they say you're on the cusp, I mean, people are missing weight and dropping out left and right. It should be a matter of time before, you know, you get that call. So how can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? Um, they can stay up to date uh, by rap, uh, following Rafian Stotts, one word, on Instagram and Twitter. Rafian Stotts Fighter page on Facebook. Um, I'm also on um, uh, Snapchat, Rafian05. All right. Well, I'm glad we could get you on today. I appreciate you being on Early Stoppage, and I hope we can see you in the cage sooner than later. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. Okay, and that'll wrap up today's show with Rafi on Stats. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, peace.